0: Gentlemen,
1: start your engine. Good afternoon, Radio Hotler. For those who don't know, Radio Hotnet. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about uh, that. Um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotnet. Hot, 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 oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Ah. G'day viewers, and welcome to yet another episode of Crazy Radio Hot Lap. Here we are in Melbourne for episode 24, the Australian Grand Prix weekend. And with us tonight, we've got a fair, few, a fair cast. We've got standing over there in the corner. No, he's not. He's sitting there. <laughs> it's, in it's, the blue trunks. <laughs> it is Marcus Academy. In it yeah. Hi, mate. How are you? How are we, guys? Uh, next to Marcus is uh, James Harrigan, new, hey, to the, new to the
0: Coopers Racing Team. and uh, yep, James, you joined us in New Zealand for a bit. That's right, that's right. And um, yeah, that was sort of my trial run, if you, if you want to say it like that. And now I'm officially part of the Coopers U team, so yeah, here we are. Absolutely, and we'll, uh, we'll talk
1: about your uh, excellent performance last weekend in Adelaide. Also, Rowan Pinder, a good mate of mine, who's just uh, got into, done a Classic Adelaide last year and has uh, been very kind to be the hospitality host this weekend and uh, put yes. him up at the uh, huge uh, That's right, condominium.
2: That's moved into North Melbourne for a short period of time while the GP's on.
1: It's amazing how fast I can trash that house.
2: <laughs> and a very
1: old mate of mine, Jowie, who's down here in Melbourne, who's a definite rev-ed and uh, bought himself a couple of uh, new toys recently. Welcome to the show. Mate, thank you very much. It's
3: very, very good to be here and um, looking forward to a bit of fun and silliness for the next hour or so.
1: There will be a bit of uh, fun and silliness and I've noticed that already that you're on, on form <laughs> by saying you buy the drinks and I'll buy dinner because it always ends up being 10x more for the drinks. <laughs> and speaking of drinks. What are we all having this evening, Joey? What are you having, mate? Cooper's Coop pale, fine drop, and uh, enjoying it very much. <laughs> You'll be after money from Glenn in a minute. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rowan, what are you having? I'm, I've gone Japanese.
4: I'm, I'm on the Kirin. Marcus? Well, because it's a big weekend come up, we're on the dry ginger ale with a slice of lemon. One actually <laughs> hard stuff one the hard stuff
1: <laughs> you have got that gay sponsor
4: not <laughs> <Just> it, Johnny
1: <laughs> <laughs> and James what are you doing mate what are you having I'm um, on the Cooper's premium light the new product out. Yeah, pretty good even though you're racing tomorrow it's okay to have a premium light and uh you know, that's usually good to, the night before a race, uh, along with a good and old... And still be competitive. Good old bonk.
0: Well, we are racing
1: Utes. Okay. <laughs> 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 that's right. <laughs> it's
3: a mandatory case of VB. Or of in the back of your and
4: what uh, about Bundy? What about the Bundy? If we're all racing Utes, doesn't Bundy go with Utes? Well, that's when we go to do yes, Bundy. right, right. I'm, I'm with
1: you. And I'm, uh, I've sneaked off to Singapore for a, a, a round of Tiger. Tiger beer, which is very nice. Well, oh, it's it. been a... Big weekend, hasn't it? I mean, in fact, I can't think of a time in motorsport where where we've turned into motorsport gypsies. So we just go from (laughs) one race to the next race, and we've done four days at the Clipsal 500, the first round of the V8 U (laughs) Racing Championship, and the uh, first race of supercars. I'm not really going to do much talking tonight, even though I'm telling fibs. But uh,
4: let's assess the weekend that was.
0: Mark, do you go first?
4: Well, where do I start? Start off with a a reasonable qualifying position in sixth, but the time difference was a fair amount, at 1.6 seconds off the pace I think, so not too bad, to be uh, obviously in the top 10 is always a good thing, and uh, managed to sort of come home with third place overall for the weekend, which is quite good, and to top it off, we didn't get any battle scars, made a couple of little tyre marks here and there, so that's an added bonus for you racing, so very happy with the weekend, and um, yeah, very happy that my new big sponsor was there at the weekend to see my podium position, even though I was competing in the old AU Falcon compared to some of the new BFs, it was, uh, it was a good result,
1: pretty happy with it. It was a good result, and uh, yes, you, you managed to jag a win there in the, the new format reverse grid race, which we'll have a little bit of talk about later, and uh, whether it makes it any easier to be able to work out where the grid positions are for the viewers and who's in the third
4: race they still managed to
1: screw up who's on the podium
4: oh yeah yeah not not a, not a highlight of the weekend i must say missing the uh, champagne spray when uh, there was a slight miscalculation in the points so i managed to miss the, the podium presentation james your
1: first uh, time in the utes at um adelaide and certainly the first time in the new
0: cooper's bf
1: 5.4 liter quad cam machine
0: yes um, yeah, it was a good weekend for me. I qualified seventh, which was right next to Marcus. Um, Little prick. <laughs> <laughs> um, You'll get us covered. <laughs> the uh, first race sort of had a had a bit of a mix-up with actually Marcus and Kim Jane. So, yeah, doesn't really. Yeah, that sort of didn't really figure out um, or end out really well for anybody. Um, finished eleventh in that race, which was sort of out of the top ten, which is where I was aiming for. But um, From then on we moved forward through the weekend we made time every time we went out in the car um ended up seventh for the round again so didn't didn't go forwards but didn't go backwards but saying that we picked up probably two seconds in time or three seconds in time over the weekend in the car and we did come off with a with a front guard which is lightly dinted but besides that the car's looking pretty straight
1: yeah, it looks like uh, Marcus uh, lulled you into a false sense of security there, under <laughs> the braking, and uh, you ended up. I sort made of the a... hole
4: and he followed. But <laughs> <laughs> well, how
1: did you end up going after up the stewards?
4: Well, I don't know. I just uh, Kim saw fit that it was uh, my fault, and we never actually touched the panel, believe it or not. I went in there, we, we sort of went in deep, locked the front brakes, and we both ran wide, but didn't touch. Give him plenty of room on the exit, and to find that he was not there because. I don't, I don't know what up. <laughs> 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 Astro boy got him. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I,
1: don't know, and I don't know what Jimmy's on about because, you know, if you put a few, if you in it, why well, aren't you going to end up with Melbourne's cheapest cars? Yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> definitely be cheap after Clipsal weekend, normally. <laughs> <laughs> now, you two, knuckleheads, you, you must have watched the uh, Eclipsal, as they call it over there. Not the 500, just the Eclipsal. Mate, I was,
3: I was busy treadling my deadly treadling. And missed everything but the last three laps.
1: What do you mean? What deadly Treadly?
3: And the deadly Treadly, the the, uh, the uh, GSXR thousand.
1: Oh, you oh. bought
3: yourself a new toy, a, a new toy purchased a couple of months ago, and. Um, Oh, thank you very much for that. <laughs> what have we got there? Just tell us. You've got some chips
1: with Harissa sauce.
5: Oh,
1: oh. aren't we special?
5: Those, are a tomato
1: sauce, sauce
2: for no, yeah. the oldies in the, in the pack. The
3: Harissa you get to enjoy tonight and tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tell us about your new toy, Jester. Make a black GSXR 1000 um, Better powder weight ratio than a V8 supercar. Uh, very enjoyable, but a little bit scary to ride. Still getting used to it. Doing a bit of time at Eastern Creek when I can get off work, and um, hopefully going to get it down to the island in the next couple of months and have a crack at the uh, what's reputed to be one of the best motorcycle race tracks in the world. A little known
1: yeah. car track, also one of the best in the world. Yep. So you you've both of you spent a bit of time down there, haven't you? James and you were in the Lotus last year, and and uh, as you were in the uh, in the Commodore Cup.
4: Yeah, I uh, I was actually uh, previously a member of the <coughs> Philip Island Auto Racing Club. Hello. Bit of lamb kept <laughs> <laughs> What's that
1: coming in? <laughs>
4: Have you Just seen that lamb? Chevy Chase movie? Oh no I haven't. Mince I'm Lamb afraid. on Skewers.
1: Well, Linda, who'll be listening, um did you order that specially? Yes. Did you? Right
0: I well. <laughs> 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 oh, that. On hot again. You hear
1: that Linda <laughs> Linda, the talent <laughs> is eating. <laughs>
4: And they're lovely too, would you like some? <laughs> no, no, I'm dry, <laughs> I don't I? <know. laughs> <laughs> well, who did watch? Did you watch the clips <laughs> I the only
1: saw,
2: I saw the highlights because I was uh, probably busy working as normal and all I saw was carnage, just mass, mass damage.
1: Every year that event always throws on a super race and virtually every year as well, it comes down to being a 10-lap sprint after the safety car's been deployed. You know what I did
3: see was someone running into the wall at the fastest mm-hmm. point of the track, dehydrating to the point of passing out. you guys Yeah. That was on the yeah.
0: Uh, Steve Owen. Shit, some, how Steve bloody hot was it? It was, they were looking at, what, what temperatures? It was like 40, they I think said almost was, 40 outside. So in the cars, mean, it's going to be close to 60. Yeah, it was 91 afternoon. degrees
1: on his brake pedal, really? according to the indicator. Jesus.
2: Ninety one.
1: And I was talking to one of the guys about the heart, the people that look after the hard disk recorders that they have in the car for judicial purposes. Sounds like a fancy black box. It is. Well, it's obviously just pay <laughs> a lot more money for something, and uh, they are constantly at ninety degrees. That's why they have all the drive failures. So,
0: yep, it should be real hot. I saw it on Sports Night actually last night. Now um, he says the last thing he remembered was uh, actually about five laps before <laughs> before the incident, and um. After after that five laps, he, he th- thought he was blacked out and um, sort of just running on instinct per se, and uh, yeah, and then he ended up waking up an hour later in in the hospital in the emergency rooms. Were so you guys
3: running cool suits when you were running?
0: No, race the, the V8 guys were running seventy-eight r- lap races where we were running. That eight, was also eight one of the races. problems
4: for Steve Owen right. was his cool suit actually failed. So in actual fact, what was normal had. Uh, then doubled in temperature. So what you know, cool suit works is fine when it's cool. Yeah. But obviously when it stops, it pretty much doubles the heat than what you would be just in a normal race suit. Not so much airflow. No. So <laughs> it's a uh, rather rather nasty to sort of have something like that happen on the track.
2: Do you guys have to do anything for like for hydrating before a race? Do you have to?
4: Oh, do I mean special prep. Driving driving about you, it's not so much physical. Like it's um, actually quite. Uh, as a, as a body condition wise, they're quite an easy car to drive, so it's a little bit forgiving for the driver. Um, but just the main thing is just as long as you keep your, your water intake up, cars yep. it, it's quite sort of easy sort of drive after that. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's it's also like yeah the the V8 guys are running seventy lap races, we're running eight lap races, so even we don't even a chance to Yeah, we don't really <laughs> get a chance to get to get that hot. They do get hot inside the cars, but you know they they're, they're know. running ten times as long as we are in the car so their heat extremes is is much more than us so okay you're right there with your coughed a block mate
1: sorry <laughs> lovely uh, <laughs> lovely <laughs> <laughs> I think Well, think it's look, actually arabic cuisine <laughs> <laughs> lovely get a towel on your head <laughs> <laughs> well listen you guys I, I can't talk to you anymore because the lovely lana gibson has turned up hi lana how are you Hello.
5: Oh, you've had a hectic
1: day at the track, have
5: you? Oh, not too bad, actually. After a, the crazy eclipsal, it's all kind of, yeah, uphill but downhill at the same time. We're on the downhill spiral to at least one week off, which is a good thing.
1: Yes, it was a really good weekend at Clipsal, but boy, how hot was it? I mean, oh, we were running around stinking. there and as we were just saying how hot the drivers were. It was just as hot for the and crowd I'll tell outside.
5: i you what, viewers, ladies, I'm not supposed to smell like that.
4: <laughs> and we hope you don't smell like that again, <laughs> thank you very
1: much. <laughs> anyway,
3: you're fine.
5: <laughs>
1: no, not at all, we're glad to have the help and uh, definitely better looking at them. And the beauty here. around That's too. right, praise and beauty. So, uh, but, um, what did you think? You guys watched the Clips of 500 race, it was pretty entertaining, wasn't it? I mean,
0: I thought it was good. Um, new guy, Charlie Winkoff, on the podium for the first time, so... That's having an ex- extra sort of um, level of, of competition into the... Like, nobody really put him as a main game front runner. Like, they thought he was going to be up sort of in the top ten, but nobody really, I don't think, um, thought that he was going to come out with a win, which was fantastic to see. Some, a new face on the podium.
1: Well, I can tell you that uh, there was one person who thought he would be on the podium, and he's definitely happy, happy he is. That's Alan Simonson. I was talking to him this morning, and having got the Triple Eight gig um and really not knowing whether he's going to be with Lowndes or with Wincup or paired up with 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 with, with Lion Richard Lyons the um, Japanese GT 2004 Japanese Super GT and Formula Nippon chef he is going well it's clear that the engineering on both cars is exactly yeah. the same so that's really good because how often do you see a sister car like getting you know like the used toilet paper yeah
0: that's exactly
4: right i mean well i mean in defense to the other teams too like um, stone brothers for example they've back-to-back championships in two different cars like marcus last year or different, russell last year different
1: branding though and so when you've got different branding you know that there's going to be budgets out there to keep those brands in there that, that would that would be my my reckoning on it and, and butt in at any time, Jowie, if you've got some ideas on all that sort of stuff, but uh, yeah, when you've got two tri- you know two better electrical cars it's pretty hard to sort of you don't you don't want one to look bad, and that's uh it's good to see that consistent engineering
0: yeah i think it, well, they've also they've got the Triple Eight um, racing um rating heritage behind them too, so they've come from a good good origin, and um wouldn't be out there to to muck around they'd, they'd be out there to win. Um, I'm just surprised at the Prodrive cars. They really—I thought this year would be be a year where they could come forward. And Jason Bright just didn't have a, didn't have a good weekend. Look,
1: I, uh, the jury's out still, but I, I just don't know what's going on there. In fact, uh, Rowan's brother actually is the CAD manager at Prodrive, and um, he, the culture there is such that it's very hierarchical. Like people have to wear suits and ties and, and I think that it, it, it's got to be the culture that is inside the FPR operation that, that is causing... The culture pro- a little slow. But it's causing the problem and it might be branded ProDrive but like DR isn't over here real much and uh, I think that you know it, um, it just...
4: They showed some really strong signs of speed after I actually caught up with Mark Winterbottom who actually drives a number five ProDrive car FPR and uh, he said to me today that... Um, his car in that last race before he had a mechanical failure which I think was a bent shock absorber believe it or not actually set the fastest lap time of the race so that's a good sign now just obviously got speed and now it's all just got to start well, to gel I
3: think just from an outsider's perspective how much is how much of it is the basic setup of the car the engineering that this gets done before the season starts and how much of it is just knowing what to do at the track when you get there, shock settings all of that kind of stuff and and, and having an engineer who really can set the car up from 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 the first practice session.
4: Well, I mean, FPR being a, a, a fairly new team, like they've only been in it for sort of two, maybe th- I think it's three years. Um, they they're just really now starting to find their ground. Like after doing three seasons, they've been to all the tracks. They're starting to get some sort of setup, and now starting a reliable engine package. So it's it has been obviously a big a big step for them. Obviously coming from. Europe with Rally and uh, obviously the Aston Martin things, I think they do, is that with Prodrive? Yeah, that's right. Yep. And in
1: fact, the weekend before, uh, Jason had been in um, in Sebring, where he had won the... Uh, the
4: so they're just starting to mature, won the trial, yeah. right? it, it's just, well, these V8 supercars are pretty much unlike anything else in the world. They're so different, you know, they still like run a pushrod V8 engine, which is not really ever heard of over a season in Europe. It's all
1: gearbox.
4: Yeah, and like... They, as some of the supercar guys say, they are shopping trolleys on, on slick sort of thing. But now that these English teams are really starting to get a hold of the setup and how things work with the car, they're starting to go fast. So I think you, you may see some strong, strong well, results from have a fairly good engineering background.
1: Yeah. It's just, uh, Absolutely. And you saw, uh, like it was, I don't know if we mentioned this last week, but it was only five years ago, it was sort of, that Roland Dane had taken over the Briggs operation, which was basically then formed the 888 team, yep. and they were just nowhere. They, they just had, you know, they, that maybe they had bad data, wrong data, no data, but... Uh, Probably
4: like, m- most likely, well, no data sort of thing, because I think Briggs, as it sort of sold out, was still a res of the new team also. All it is is just about time in the car and plenty of miles to learn the vehicles, and that's where it hurts for the big teams, because they don't have very many test days. They're limited, I think, to six test days a year. So the days that they do, they really have to make count.
1: I think that a harmonious team is a
0: happy team, and that
1: means that will be results. That too. And yeah.
4: it's just there's an
1: intangible, you know, it's like, sorry, Linda, I'm eating. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, they say there's, that, there's that, that factor of when you win, you can actually go on to another win.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and you, you sort of, you're, you're, you're rollercoasting. Just yeah. on that testing, do you guys get a chance
2: to pump the Utes around on a spare weekend,
0: we do. Um, the thing with testing uh, is not the expense of actually hiring the track, which is expensive. It's just every time you test a car, you are wearing a car out. So whatever you, whatever you're wearing out on a test day, that maybe doesn't break on the test day, you are risking that it will break on a race day. Okay. So there, there's a fine line between doing a sufficient amount of testing to learn the vehicle and and learn the setup of the vehicle, but not. Not take it to the excess that you actually wear the vehicle out, um, and then yeah, you've got to be aware of things which are going to break and and stuff like that. Uh, the V8 guys, yeah, it's they originally brought it in to uh, let the teams with lesser budgets be able to compete with the higher higher budget teams, but uh, it, it's sort of the rule is sort of doesn't really fit this place anymore because most of the teams like okay, there is a few teams who still. Sort of have budget constraints, but most of the teams do run on fairly high budgets and they could actually budget in a few more test days I think yeah. and that would improve the performance of the cars.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So the, Jack, the new Jack Daniels, uh, Larry Perkins cars were impressive on the weekend, he sort of hasn't had a really good run for a few years now and now that he's got this new sponsor on board it seems to enlighten the whole team which is good. So news today was that Greg uh, Murphy's car is absolutely
1: crashed and won't be here this weekend so uh, uh, Jack Perkins will actually be taking that particular position with I think the Conacher car in the main game. Yeah.
4: Honouring the super cheap franchise is
1: I that? believe, yeah. uh, What were you guys saying? know more about it than me so what do you know?
4: Well yeah well obviously after the major shunt that Greg had it the car's just not going to be ready in time. I mean three days realistically to turn a car in it's been in such a major accident is a lot of work and I mean those guys can work near on miracles and for them not to get that car back out obviously it's pretty much knackered so and I think with the, with the ruling of Tiger and the way Avesco and the whole hierarchy work they have to have a car I think on grid at every sort of race meeting being a level one franchise not a not 100% sure on it but that that would be why there's a car in, in the place of Greg Murphy because it has to be there
0: I believe there's a fine um, if you don't present a car and uh... yeah there was a few teams actually tossing up whether to pay the fine and then the cars will be prepared and fixed properly or sort of do a half bodge job like uh... courtney's car is actually the sh- a bit of the chassis of marcus's car which they built for him last year which he didn't want with parts of the car that he ran with new parts bought in so it sort of pieced together, like jigsawed together from actually two cars and then other b- various pieces of, um, brought together because the actual chassis which he ran at Clipsal was completely pretty much bent like a banana so there was no chance of getting that running again but apparently he is going to run on the weekend but yeah there were a few teams tossing up the idea that it might be better off just paying the fine
1: I, uh, was, I suppose I was a little bit surprised on James Courtney's pace I sort of tended to think he would have been a little bit further up towards the point end. Um, well
0: Clipsal. Of itself is days. is a very very daunting track, and for him to come, you know, well, he did he did race at Bathurst, but uh, his debut in the supercar championship in his own car to be at Clipsal is probably a fairly daunting task in itself. Um, it's also unfortunate that this year,
1: viewers, the Commonwealth Games have caused the restructuring time-wise of the Grand Prix, and typically there would be a two-week gap between the Grand Prix and Clipsal, which would be also used as an effectively an unofficial test day or test weekend so that you could you know, iron the bugs out, and, okay. and certainly the, uh, the walls are not quite as, as canyon-like. Well, as they
4: are there. That, probably a, a reason why James was not up there to, to begin with is because that car is a brand new car. Or was a brand new car before Adelaide. So usually they have the Melbourne Grand Prix as a testing time to sort of run the meeting. Like you said, get the bugs out of it and maybe get some good feedback from the car. And I suppose that same
1: thing can apply to the new BFs which have come online in the Ute series. Because I, I, it's very rare to see a brand spanking car come out of the box and win, uh, well, with the exception recently, all I can think of come is the, close. Is the Porsche, Porsche RS Spyder that uh, won the, uh, the prototype the P2 class at its debut at Laguna Seca late last year at the final round of the American Le Mans series, so, you know, however, <laughs> we are talking about probably a great deal of uh, rolling road time and wind tunnel testing and so on with, with a program like that compared to what we're doing here. And the youth program liner is just—it's not quite in that mould, is it?
5: Not quite yet. <laughs> It'd be something that it would be great if we could get that happening. But hey, we're still babies in the whole motor racing industry, I think.
4: So
1: anyway, so you heard here, now, viewers, that we are instead installing a wind tunnel facility
4: <laughs> <laughs> to help <laughs> help the downforce on the rear <laughs> deck
1: lid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's We'll exactly. be
5: racing jets in no time
1: another bit of interesting news this week is that the uh, china and supercars are no longer in love and the contract has been cancelled and it doesn't mean that we won't go to china again but uh, the promoter is odd. very odd behavior and uh, let's hope that the bahrain will be going a lot better there were a couple of bahrain uh, representatives there and a couple in the media center and um I walked through the media centre and there they were on their PCs and I just sort of looked over and I was updating a web page and it was like, welcome to Squiggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, ra- a rather
4: tricky language to understand. <laughs>
1: imagine, imagine being a parking inspector and having to write the plate number down. Yeah. <laughs> <you're on. laughs> I reckon we've got a few working in. <laughs> Aren't they all driving cabs?
5: Oh,
2: <laughs> oh <no. yeah. laughs> How about Just it,
1: lay it on the table. You know, when it's Jeff out Kef, there now. When Jeff Kennett was here, in this, he was running this tape, they were great cabs. That was 10 years ago, wasn't it? Mm. The cabs were brilliant now. Mm. You, can't, you get in and go, well, I want to go here. You, you need to speak. Me to speak to his secret language. location, his viewers, in case you can in And like we Yeah,
2: that's right. and, uh, he, had, we he said, to where to
4: it?
2: He just had have to.
4: No Carry Malways around with you, yeah, or a street directory working work the Malways and then
1: he can't even tell me where to go. <laughs> <laughs> Jow- I ring James and says, "Which end of can't tell your street is it?" And uh, and then you're giving me the clue, and then Jowie rings me five minutes later. and He goes, "Which end of?" Can't tell your street, is it? Mm. <laughs> well, he goes, oh, I'm not getting much luck with my driver. And I said, let me tell you, it's a mirror down this end. There are, there are a few
3: six left maybes on the face. <laughs> six left maybe, I love it. <laughs> anyway, we
4: got here. Fine. Just to clarify for the viewers, a Malways is a street directory. And, mate, in, in Sydney there's Sidways. Yeah. You go to Queensland and start talking about malwage and things like that and people look at you funny. And you yeah, know what there is about Adelaide?
5: You're all very funny
1: right now. Repodex,
4: always. Yeah,
5: thank you.
1: And <laughs> 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 nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There are no lights. But uh, look at the traffic here compared to like moving around Eclipse of 500. It's uh, much, much uh, heavier duty. You've been to, to, to Melbourne many times, Lala?
5: Love Melbourne. Never been to an AGP, though. So, third time for everything.
1: Well, it was actually my first one last year. I think of all the years I've managed to avoid it.
4: Um, and I live bit. here and I managed to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> until yeah. I'm racing
1: here now. It is, um, it, it, it is a bit uh, avoidable. <laughs> but what isn't avoidable is going on Saturday or Sunday afternoon out the back of the pit to Pete's Bar. And seeing a few girls dancing on the grand piano. Really? Yeah, very I'll good view.
5: I'll need
1: a viewer. few more
4: drinks for that one. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Well, after last night, okay, <laughs> <but> after dinner, <laughs> I was waiting to hear about last night. <laughs> Please fill us in, John. No, what happened last night? We don't need to fill-in
5: at all. <laughs> so what's for dinner, boy? I do believe it's <laughs> <I was> special: <laughs> <eight,
4: laughs> <eight>. chili flounder.
5: Spicy
1: <laughs> chili flounder. Look at that chili flounder viewers? It's PG. Oh, wow. I was that good stuff is good. <laughs> and speaking of food, Joey, you were about to tell me about some uh, tricky little uh, lamb.
3: Well, well, Johnny. Before I got here tonight, I was I was uh, I was given a pricey of what might happen, and one of the items for discussion, as as you gave me a rundown of of the radio show, was have a think about a technology piece or a lamb roast cooking tip that you might be able to give to some of the viewers. So in the shower, before I jumped in the cab, I was madly considering... Googling up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jumping on the web and finding out some, some little trinket of information that I could present. But um, it was interesting, uh, the, uh, in a moment of, um, of inspiration, I remembered a trip to Barbecue galore, not, not more than a month ago. And it, during that trip, I found a, an RF frequency meat thermometer. Right. The basic uh, capability of this device is that you can then stick a piece of metal in your lamb roast and to within a range of 150 metres be in the pool drinking a beer, in the shower covering yourself.
5: Or I'm pumping. Pumping. <laughs> 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 at the fridge grabbing
3: another cool Cooper's pale ale. Uh, you that, and man? you can be constantly updated on the internal temperature of your lamb roast. So <laughs> this <is> exciting stuff. <laughs> 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 viewers dream. viewers head down to Barbecue Galore. It's a Bottom Weber, a good Australian company. It's a Weber product. Uh, I think it's about sixty or seventy bucks. It's the best bloody barbecue tool I've ever seen or heard about because as much as I love sitting around the barbecue <laughs> talking crap, <laughs> sinking a few schooners with the with the, boys, the Coopers. It uh, it's nice to have options, as they say, and this, this little device does that for you. So it's, that's
1: a, it's my sounds tip like for the a week. super device. We we better get one and rode it over the weekend. Um, while we're on barbecues, you know I, Jerry, I, I need your take on it, because you and I, we've known each other for a long, long time now. Yep, As, um sorry for you.
0: and we've had some adventures. The
1: Scarlet <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> As, uh, what's your take on barbecue tong etiquette, you know, like you're out in the backyard, you know, we've done this with a few other people, I really need to hear what your line on this is. You know, you, you know someone's cooking the stuff up, but, um, you know, they're, maybe they're talking too much and they're, they're starting to flame up, or you just go,
2: don't
1: I, touch it, the chef's I, 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 I want, it, I want it to turn it We always turn it too many times. Just give us your take on barbecue etiquette. The, the
3: first thing you've got to remember and the one rule is one captain. Someone's running the barbecue and generally it's the bloke's place that you're at. Fantastic. If he's a crap cook you've just got to lump it unfortunately and you invite him around next week and you show him how it's done. If you're lucky enough to get hold of the tongs and he's willing to um, relinquish control for a short period of time, <laughs> get on it. Standard rules apply. Steaks get turned once. Sosages, sausages get turned as many times as possible. Um, vegetables are not allowed anywhere near the barbecue unless they are... Potatoes <laughs> or onions. P- potatoes, onions or uh, mushrooms yes. drizzled in olive sure. oil, a bit of salt and pepper. Uh,
5: I like this man. Uh, and and a <laughs> of
3: garlic, if you're up for it. Uh, unfortunately, female viewers, women do the salad, and, um... us, <laughs> time to do a full John, <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're good at you making salad. salad. <laughs> he's good at tossing salad on each other.
1: Ah, made a few salads. He's
4: tossed it here, haven't
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I have, <am>, yeah. <laughs> anyway, your media report's done. He's, he's tossed <laughs> a few your <he's>, <laughs> <a few> fruits, honey. <laughs> <sorry. laughs> So there must be a point though where you know, your patience has come to an end and there is a barbecue mutiny. The barbecue mutiny generally, unfortunately,
3: happens when the meat gets served and if he's buggered it all up, turned his steaks more than once, etc, you eat one bite, leave the rest on the side of the plate and comment on how good the salad is, I think that's a fairly clear indication to anyone at the table that um, he's buggered something else.
1: That's not well. Yeah. And as soon as, the, as soon as the food's gone, you basically do a bolt to the pub, much like you do with mates who've got speedboats, and they, you come back and they're just putting it on the trailer. You go, I've got to go. As they say, Johnny,
3: a boat is a hole in the water into which
1: you pour money. <laughs> Bring out another thousand <laughs> of That's what it stands for. And finally on the barbecue scenario, um, the mid-cooking uh, gas bottle blowout. Absolute tragedy.
2: Um, any,
4: anyone,
3: anyone who takes their barbecue seriously—it's a crisis,
4: viewers. <laughs> and Only a male would be able to do it.
3: Yeah. Anyone who takes their barbecuing seriously will have a backup within ten feet of the barbecue at all times. Um, there's a little thing in Sydney where I come from called Swap and Go.
0: I think and we and have that's not a girlfriend obviously.
3: management policy, that's actually to do with... <laughs> your uh, where you can pop down your local BP and, and grab a new one. Now, if you're in a fast car or close to the service station, you can often keep the hot plates hot enough to get things swapped over in time.
4: Some of us may do it as a deliberate challenge to test the skills of driving.
1: (laughs) Johnny, see if you're in the uh, money laundering business um, (laughs) and, uh, and you know that you lend large sums of money out for very high percentages per day. Do you think there's a possibility that you might be interested in getting backing a new concept of mobile swap and go so that then barbecue bottles come to you? There's got to be a lot of people doing barbecues that are running out, when you think about it.
3: There's there's certainly a business there. I don't know if I'd want to be um, on the road at 7 o'clock on a Saturday evening (laughs) when all the punters are running out of gas though. As I said before, I'll be half a dozen into my uh, Cooper's original pale ale. (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and not fit for driving anything well if you remember it was, uh, it was about 10 years ago or, or, or even more that there we were with the uh, barbecue tied on the back of the tow truck that were around uh, the, the trailer around North Sydney where we'd pull up outside the Greenwood Hotel and, uh, and white out the bloke who was running the show and then uh, do a few snags and get a bit of cash and then drive off with the barbecue oh, tied. weren't they great days
0: fantastic memories <laughs>
1: Right, Who
4: else has got some more stuff to, to
0: crap on? Just about? before
4: we leave that that, oh, that, that yeah. mobile swap and go thing, I don't know if it'd be a wise move to sort of enter a war zone as it's just about to explode because the gas bottles run out halfway through. Punters no, and the, the uh,
3: police do say domestic violence disputes are the da- most dangerous to go to. And, and any man that allows his barbecue to run out of gas halfway through the cooking process it's is about to experience
1: a domestic violence. Yes. And he has a sharp object in his hand. Bad
4: news. Yes. And he, he'd need to hold on to that because the uh, hordes of people that he's trying to entertain would be quite irate, I'd imagine. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Here we are at the Australian Grand Prix, Albert Park. Well,
1: F1 this weekend. Boys, any predictions?
0: Alonzo. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the... The Renault team will be really strong this weekend. Uh, Toyota, I think, also may may have an upset, so that's, that's my view.
4: May be the upset. Yeah. yeah.
0: Is Shuey upset about his flexible wing
1: being found out? He's got a new wing. There was a new wing. An article for the in the paper
3: today that apparently the wing assembly on the rear of the Ferrari is flexible to the point where it bows over 200 k's an hour, resulting in lower drag.
0: And the rules state
3: apparently that no aerodynamic uh, device should be movable i did hear about this at the previous round just, just came out this afternoon An and interpretation of the rules skills mm, it, it i think as with anything in f1 and top end motor racing these days it's a gray area but uh i'm sure there'll be some toing and froing between bernie and the teams and uh, the fia in the next Hours.
2: Do you think maybe they're just using cheap materials and, uh, and you know, it's flexing because they're so cheap? No, uh, I don't, don't think don't that at all.
1: I don't think that at all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the, the, the cat's out of the bag. That is exactly why we've set up the new V8 new, uh, the Wind Tunnel facility. <laughs> 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 we're we're on the phone wind.
4: to uh, Johnny Todd to get the car down here Shining for up, some <laughs> strict, secret, high-tech NASA testing.
1: I mean, they, they <laughs> would, how would they quantify that the thing was, was, was bending anyway? Seriously, would they be taking it and putting it in a wind tunnel and, and simulating that and then just basically putting strain gauges and so on like that
0: and then measuring it? I think that's what they'd have to do. The, the question is, are they going to make them change the wind for this weekend? That's, that's this the is thing. all up in the air,
3: something that I read in the paper probably not four or five hours ago, so it'll be interesting to watch. I'm not sure when the, uh, when the listeners are going to be hearing this, but... Um, an interesting story coming out of the
1: AGP. Dirty tactics from Marinello, possibly. It's
4: great to hear. Cars haven't even hit the track yet, and we've got controversy already. <laughs> Fantastic.
1: Well, we've got a pretty busy day tomorrow with the uh, with the V8. Yet, so it's quite an interesting combination. Uh, this is a uh, this is one of these uh, events where you don't get the program like this usually. We've got practice, qualifying, and the first race all in one day, hey. and <laughs> Tell me about uh, it. that's tough for the guys. To be able to turn and service a car from uh, in, in a two-hour period from qualifying into the race. Well, yeah, uh, look at
5: what happened at Clipsal, and you see one car go out. and, <coughs> Hey, if you don't make certain qualifying for certain races, you're not got a lot of chance on the board. And keep your, yeah.
1: Absolutely. The uh, the only <laughs> the <laughs> only the only positive side is that it is a non-championship round. But nonetheless, you know. Uh, Viewers, I haven't met
0: a racer that doesn't want to race, you know, you get out
1: there and you you just want to do it, don't you?
0: There is a lot of glory around this round too, like it is the AGP, it's, um, I've never actually laid eyes on this circuit before, like before today and, and yesterday, and having a look around it, it's very fast and it is going to be daunting in places, so this is a circuit where, okay, it's not a championship event, but no doubt everyone will be out there trying to win
4: well for me this round uh, being home track for myself being a local Melbourneite uh... it's also too home of uh... the new sponsor that I just managed to pick up being Simmons Holmes so Mark and his son Rick will be no doubt in the in the in a corporate box somewhere sipping a fine I don't know Tiger maybe Coopers or something but hopefully I can go out there and and do these boys justice I mean last year was my first year here and uh... was good enough to take the round win. so Hopefully I can repeat that performance.
1: Yeah, congratulations to you, Marcus. Getting some uh, sponsors on the car, and uh, as we talked about it last week, you know, the mantle of the black, uh, the black black car, has passed off to Matt O'Grady. Yeah. Although he did uh, manage to get the uh, thing <coughs> up and running with uh, a sponsor before the end of the weekend, only to find that a uh, some faulty bolts in the new B&M shifters uh, caused him a bit of grief, and that really is a bit of a problem, I suppose. But nonetheless, you know.
0: There's a few black cars in the U-series now. Actually, uh, Kerry Wade's cars is okay, it's black and blue, but majority of it's black. The two IMB, um banking and Financial so all actually Damien's is banking and financial services, but the other team, the they other copied car... copied me. The other could car, have chosen another
4: <laughs> color. Ashley <laughs> Cooper's, <black.
0: laughs> Ashley Cooper's, I think the what's it? The WPR car is black yep. as well, and and Matt O'Grady's and Mark'ses. So the black is is. Sort of swarming through, right. yeah, swarming through the V8, um, V8. I was first it. viewers. First <laughs> me, you've heard it here.
1: <laughs> How do you reckon you'd go around that? Well, yeah, no you were saying, that uh, it is your local track. It's probably, but more of Melbourne's, your local test track, isn't it? Because you're out on the road all the time testing cars through the night,
4: like right last night. You know, just yeah, just trying to outrun the local law enforcement officers. <laughs> Usually in my tow truck viewers. <laughs> 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 to tows, right? Andy, what
1: do you think, Johnny? You reckon it would be it uh, could make a, a bike track? I know Phillip Island is the bike track of, of choice, <coughs> but do you think there's a possibility? There's no reason why we couldn't run bikes. I around? think there's
3: there's a bit of runoff at um, at, uh, at Albert Park, which is always a consideration for all everyone who's going to get on a racetrack. But I guess more so for bikes and cars. A couple of nice flowing corners. I've never actually driven the track in racetrack form. We've uh, I remember many many years ago, Johnny driving it in your Lancer GSR, trying to make a racetrack out of it, but it um, yeah, Yes, thing. it was
1: actually a funny story. But uh, we were down at the Greasy Meaty Cutlet 400. It was the uh, in Canberra. It was the very first. Say that out. again, <laughs> John. <laughs> the what? GMC
4: 400. The Greasy Meaty <laughs> Cutlet. <laughs> and uh, we would never ever been
1: on the track, and I had, to, I had my brand new two-door STI and it was a lovely car and I was the, there with Rick Shaw and Rick Shaw runs a hot lap sponsorship on his, on his um, RX7s um, in the, uh, the, the GTP Championship and, uh, and Rickles and I and, and, and Mac were um, were, hot, were in the car and we thought well we better go and do a few laps around the track and we thought well we, we've got to get on so we went up to the, to the, to the, you know, the drive in and it was after dinner you know we'd had a couple of sherbet so we sort of walked the prime to have a look around. And uh, there was the, uh, the security guy, and he goes, mate, you can't come in here. I said, yeah, but, but we're blah, we're, we're blah, 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 blah. And he goes, no, you can't come in here. You can't do this. This is off-limits. So I said, your uh, uh, um, Oregon, um, Oregon um, security, your boss is, um, and he goes, uh, Tony Giorgio. I said, yeah, that's right, Tony Giorgio. <laughs> now, Mr. Giorgio wouldn't be happy with you if you let us in, or would you like to tell him that you kicked us out before letting us in? Said, uh, all right, off you go. So (laughs) off we went on a few laps viewers and we got round the back of the track and then someone would stop us and go, what are you doing? I said, well, do you want to take it up with Tony Giorgio? Oh, you know Tony, do you? So I think we got about five or six laps in before (laughs) we actually got hold of Tony.
4: (laughs) So it was a pretty, we got got the first laps down in the GFC 400. Oh, right, so you stretched the love out with Tony Giorgio. (laughs) Who? Oh,
1: dear, mate. What else? Anyone? Ron, you've been very quiet over in the corner. Do
2: some blabbing, won't you? Do some blabbing. All right. Well, do I blab, w- it. I blab about this beautiful beard? Do I talk about?
4: Blab a- about last oh. night. I'm still recovering from last night. <laughs> oh. I, right after, it yeah. sounds like I got
2: a bit hot and heavy was very, out very again. Very shabby this morning when I went to work and I got woken up from a call from work at quarter past seven. I realised I hadn't set an alarm, so <laughs> the phone went off. I woke up and then. <laughs> I thought, damn it! I'm awake now I'm going to have to go to work. And then uh, I was just cursing as I was walking down the stairs to the car, and the door was shut on John's room, and he was just sound asleep.
4: Was well, it? Was there possums scattering around <laughs> that room <laughs> just loudly?
1: I woke myself up.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were big. They were big suckers then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moving right along. Um, uh, Look, uh, just on the techni- technical front, I can tell you that uh, in a few days' time it's going to be Apple's 30th anniversary, and I think we're going to be seeing a new iPod coming out. Lana's looking at me with a low face on the face. Mm. She just got herself a 5G iPod, uh, which is the video-capable iPods, but the new ones are going to look much the same as the old ones, except they're going to be all screen, and the, um, the control that you see on the regular iPod will actually be a soft touch built into the display. So suddenly, mm-hmm. we're going to have a 16.9 widescreen format, probably something which will rival the PSP device. Yeah. Have
3: what they fixed the it? power problems, Johnny? On what? On the new iPod. Well, I don't
4: have any. The batteries. Yeah, yeah
0: the batteries. One my in four 30,
4: My 30 gig sort of drains pretty quickly. Well, it's iPod. not too bad. One, one.
1: Because you guys are PC users. Ah. Uh. So, Heathen box problems. Whereas the Mac users are fine, I assume that, that means yes, they'll all be fixed. They're the point fine point. for the Mac users. <laughs> <in fact. laughs> and the other thing is that Apple just quietly today um, upgraded their 30-inch um, LCD display and bumped the brightness up uh, a, a, a huge, a, a huge level, and also the um, the, the, the pixel count um, and the the contrast ratio. And that probably has come about because Dell released a new 30-inch. Wide screen LCD for the computer, you know, twenty five hundred and sixty pixels by nineteen wow. twenty pixels high,
0: huge. huge
1: format, yeah, huge. It's about the size of this coffee table. <laughs> and, and Gee, it's, if you can't and if you can't see
4: that, something's wrong. <laughs> for,
1: for well under well under uh, twenty six hundred dollars Australian, wow. and uh, I just think that's just just awesome. So, who knows what's going to be coming up in the next few days. Well, we're going to sort of start winding it up, I suppose, but, you know, one of the points I wanted to just just, just finish up on is, uh, and now that Lana's come on board with the series, you haven't seen the Ute series last year, but you'd you'd seen some of the, the pictures. But I just reckon everybody's just really sharp and shiny. The cars look great. There's some brilliant sponsors on board. We're getting more and more commercial partners. Maybe you can tell us, Lana, about how some of these new commercial partners that have come on board how
5: they've come on board. Yeah,
1: how have we got them on board?
5: Uh, I think it's all a matter of these guys picking up their game and also the Manfield event. That was a massive thing for the youth. For the youth to headline something and actually be able to pull their own weight at a racetrack. A massive thing for the series and for the future of the series. And also, hey let's face it, we've got a huge TV package this year as well. Thanks to Channel 9 and Fox Sports, We've got all that coming through on the website very, very shortly. So keep your eye out on the website for all the the TV packages that are coming out. Um, Everything's happening and everybody's starting to really get on board. The youth are looking good. The boys are starting to shape up and get out there with the the punters and get out there and do some more interviews like this.
1: Go. Punters. Now that reminds me of someone who hates punters. (laughs) Who hates punters uh, more than
3: allowed, anyone else? Am I allowed to tell this Absolutely, story? Absolutely, you are. You and I sitting in an Adelaide pub,
1: what uh, two, maybe three years ago at the uh, at the Clipsal, the General Havelock, which we were at last weekend, which was sponsored by uh, Coopers uh, Pale Ale. And, Great uh, pub, the Old Heavy. Yes, and uh, James Starr down there. I might say that yeah, was
4: fantastic. I saw the photo well, of we'll, you and the girls. Well, what come, back? we'll <laughs> come back, <laughs> <clears throat> hold that thought, Joey, but I, it. I do have to. <clears throat> I have to say to James,
1: mate, you're on uh, Simonson's shit list. Oh, really? Yep. He just, uh, just said, well, yeah, because he went, what's that guy in my car? <laughs> 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 yes, we had the Ferrari 550. GT. Simon's is running every tin top series in the world, pretty much. Yeah. Series, isn't yeah. But but we had the we had the uh, Ferrari 550 GT that uh, he had won the Barra GT Festival with David Rabbit, right there out the front of the Havelock the other night, and it, it's a it's a pretty good good piece of tin. Very very nice looking car. So James was in it. Mate, uh, tell us what your impressions of the car and how much you think it will, uh, will, 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 how much better it will go with a shorter name like Harrigan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that's worth at least half a second. No, um, I don't know. Like, yeah, that'll be a fantastic car to drive. Um, Sitting in it, it was unreal. It sort of actually, was actually a little bit depressing sitting in it because it's, it's one of those. It's like, I yeah, I sat in it and I'm thinking, oh, this thing's great, but then I actually never got to turn the key over and never got to go for a run in it so it was kind of a little bit depressing in that sense but no it was, it was a good car and if the opportunity came up that you know, i could drive it oh yeah I'd, I'd get straight into it
1: well it's good to be associated
0: with a brand that actually does have an international flavor and, uh, and
1: an arm in that sort of uh, racing and glenn cooper is very uh, very very adamant about maintaining the relationship with premium premium racing categories specifically sports cars, which then sort of flows on to the premium quality beer that he uh, manufactures there. And uh, what did you think of the new lager?
0: Fantastic. I love it. Very good. And it's even better on tap.
1: Mm. So you're having one right now?
0: For any publicans listening out there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Back to you, Jolly.
0: Mate, That's a story.
3: Guys, yeah. just a very quick story from, uh, from Adelaide a few years ago um, <laughs> that involves uh, Australia's last Formula 1 world champion, uh, Alan Jones, as we all know, sitting in the Havies down in Adelaide. and uh, Alan I've, Jones
4: in a bar? Alan That's Jones odd.
3: in a bar. Funnily enough... <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect, Al, I'm a big fan. Funnily enough, drinking with uh, Big Kev, God rest his soul, um, who Another
4: great Aussie icon who, uh,
3: reliable sources inform me, was partial to a, a schooner every now and again as well um, <laughs> and Just partial Needless to say, thousands upon thousands of punters in Adelaide in, in, in this particular, on this particular weekend and uh, it, we were sitting there, Johnny, and I've, I've had a very, very tenuous association with AJ, through a very good mate of mine who raced carts with his son uh, for many, many years and uh, you said Johnny, oh, we might go up and have a chat to AJ. And I said, no, mate, because AJ hates punters. <laughs> 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 and he
1: does. AJ, if you're listening, mate, I know, I know you'll agree. Well, Big Kev won't be. He's cleaned his last bathroom, that's for sure. Yeah. Um And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a particularly funny night. Wasn't he? isn't he? An interesting, interesting fellow, Big Kev? I was just looking through uh, Dirt Kleinspis. Book uh, through it, through my eyes, and remember being right there at Oran Park, standing right in front of the control tower when that uh, Mini-10 Ford of Mark Larkham's shunted right up the back of the big Kev car, and it was was right in front of me. And the, the sun was low in the low in the sky, coming across from the west, and so it was right there in your face. You could not see the flames because the, the rear the, the rear bladder tank exploded, but there was just massive. Ball of heat that just sort of came wafting, wafting over towards us and uh, yeah big kev definitely uh, left a mark in the in the world of australian motorsport especially with his
4: his uh hordes of kevets that used to <laughs> pull him around <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what right. i like
1: was is i like the fact that he used to go down to the airport and scrounge out all those old <laughs> plane towing machines and driving around the pitch, you know, it's with like great big
4: s- chain, chain steering. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do
1: remember that. Quite a uh, inter- interesting bit of gear. There's that, a, a couple of, uh, there's three really good ads <laughs> that I have just seen today, and I, I you, you probably won't have seen. It. I don't have the laptop here, but I urge you to get online and try and find it.
4: The new Volkswagen, <laughs> ad.
1: Unpimp my Volkswagen. <laughs>
4: <laughs> have you guys seen this? It's fantastic. It's. It's amazing how it hasn't started controversy all over the world yet.
1: Well, I reckon it's a new trend. So uh, just have a look, viewers. Uh, Google up on Unpimp My Car, and you'll find some very interesting uh, downloadable um, Volkswagen movies. Well, boys and girls, thanks for making time to come to the... uh, 24th episode of Radio Hotlap the podcast available on Apple's iTunes Music Store where we took a light, take a light-hearted look at the world of motor racing Emerging Technologies Gadgets and Barbecue Techniques. Thank you, Johnny. Lana <laughs> Gibson, PR Coordinator for the v Thanks for dropping in and having Thank a few beers yeah, with us. Yeah, it. yeah.
5: Anytime, anytime.
1: Marcus Zekanovic. Marcus Mayhem Zekanovic. <laughs> in the 71 in Action Racing Black Betty B A A U. got it wrong. Whatever. <laughs> All <No>. of <laughs> the above. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> possibly on its very last outing this weekend, or maybe, uh, or oh, we should say, in a couple of weeks at uh, Bathurst. Bathurst. Lana, you should do a little bit of an update about what's going on at Bathurst before we sign off. Not a lot
5: to uh, update at the moment, guys. Um, Well, no one
1: knows anything.
5: Oh, (laughs) well, (laughs) Bathurst, 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 not AGP weekend, not the next weekend, the time that we're opening Easter eggs. We've got the Bathurst Festival of Speed, where 12 of our youths are going to be going out to the Bathurst track and with the legends of Bathurst themselves going to be doing a bit of driver swapping out there so get behind it, first time James O'Brien getting on board trying to organise something a bit different for Australian Motor Racing so if you hear anything about it or anyone's out by the Bathurst track and needs something motor racing for the Easter weekend
1: get
2: out there and support it
1: because it's all... Google it. Google it. <laughs> I think it's... No, go to the v com website. website and you'll find all the information out there and the fact that it's going to and be... built by lap Who the hell are they? <laughs> but uh, it's going to be interesting to see the new BFs there, James, because yeah. those 5.4 litre quad cam engines are really going to stretch their legs down the chute there. Should be good. Got some, um, some pretty interesting old drivers there. Um, in fact, uh, Kevin Bartlett's going to be there and he never thought he'd drive another race car, let alone back there. And just today I hear that Bo Seaton will be joining Glenn's dad. Yeah. Yep, I remember yep, years and years and years ago,
4: Bo driving around there in Capri's. Who else have we got in the legends? We've got our own driving coordinator, standards coordinator, Andrew and Mediki. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: he'll be do be up with uh, Jack Ellsgood after white handing you on that project.
4: I believe
5: Bob <laughs> Holt is <laughs> out there.
4: Yeah, Bob Holmes he'll he'll Love. Kerry Wade. Kerry anyway, Wade, there you go. Anyway. We do hear that uh, Skippy Parsons, two times Bathurst winner is out there. Didn't we
1: have didn't we have dinner with Skippy and Tab? We did. Mm. Skippy's
4: actually uh taken part in some of uh Driving of my second Commodore Cup car, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes.
1: Ah, excellent work. Well, there you go, viewers. James Harrigan, James Astro Boy Harrigan (laughs) in the number. Here he comes
4: to save the day. (laughs) (laughs) You might, uh,
1: you might hope so. There he goes. James is on board there, and he's uh, yeah. Thanks for. I lost the plot. uh, Thanks for joining us, Rowan. Don't have a middle name Pinder, but we'll think of one. Thanks for for coming
2: on, and thanks for inviting me. It's been a great night, and it's been good fun. And I'm looking forward to really giving these
1: Cubas a real nudge now. It's all
2: over. <laughs> we're going out <laughs> a little red.
1: And, and Johnny Justin, Howie, oh, great to catch up again. And it's uh, uh, yeah, yeah, ready to buy dinner. I'm going. We're going somewhere expensive, teppanyaki, I reckon. And I'm polishing up the credit card. Thanks for having me. They time. don't have beef blobs down there. Yeah. All right, viewers. <laughs> thanks again, and uh, look forward to. Uh, Seeing you next week on episode twenty-five. But just one final thing before we go, Lana. It's just important to know that we've actually did launch our episode one of the V8 Youth yeah. podcast, featuring Marcus Canovic yeah. getting bashed by Jackie O's girl yeah. <laughs> putting <Perfect. laughs> on Cooper's girl. Yeah. Cooper's it's <laughs> all there. Oh, that's what we'll bring up next week, viewers. We'll
5: do a bit on the. Black Betty and the beautiful girls that are going to be lying on top of it on well, the AGT. I'm really
1: excited. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know where to get it, well, if you can get this, then you're already up to speed about how to get podcasts. Just go to that search window in there, type utes, and you'll find it. Night, viewers. Nice. for now. See ya. Oh dear me viewers, we've forgotten something very important. This is the first time in the history of the whole of Radio Hot where we actually had to edit in a new section. And that's because in the first time in the history of the V8 racing championship series, sorry camps, <laughs> you hate me calling it a championship. Um, and the previously can't say what it used to be called uh, series, we had a car upside down viewers last weekend. And dun 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 <laughs> Ryle Harris, which is very unfortunate because poor old Ryle the least of them that probably can afford at least to, to roll over. Can so we just have a little bit of a consensus around the table? What went on there? Now, Marcus, you were very close to the situation. I believe you got straight on the radio
4: to your dad saying, I didn't touch him. <laughs> but be well, what you I've not been that high. <laughs> after the, after the, what's all uh, been going around the press? No comment. <laughs> I don't want to hit myself in the booth.
1: <laughs> what has been going in the press?
4: Well... There's been a a bit of a debacle between, uh, let's just say, commentary and competitors. (laughs) So, no, Ryle and I believe Grant Boyden had had a bit of a disagreement on, let's just say, this whole rollover topic. But, uh, no, anyway, from my uh, perspective, and Ryle, if you're listening, it's only an opinion. I don't know what's actually happened, but from what I saw, uh, there was a slight error, maybe on uh, throttle application, which has caused the back end to slide out a little bit and it's then tagged the wall and it's actually whipped the front into the tyre barrier and obviously when you're on a full correction of a slide your front wheels are actually extruding from the guard so as it's sort of hit the tyre barrier the front wheels grabbed the rubber and sort of driven up like a, almost like a ramp sort of thing and uh, spat it over its side and yeah as you mentioned John <laughs> when I was driving past looking at the nice V8 Ute logo on the roof of Ryle's car I was quickly onto the radio to my to my dad, who was in uh, Pitts, to say I had no input in that incident. <laughs> 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 to put it nicely.
1: Well, at the end of the, at the end of the shoot, where Clarion Corner is the hard to uh, hard uh, 135 degree right hander there, which leads back on into the Parklands area. Uh, there is a ripple strip there, but there is also, on the outside of the ripple strip between it and the wall, there's, there's enough of a gap to get a U in there. And I suppose if you were to sort of gas up and get a little bit sideways, and it was to flick, it could conceivably just be enough of a little ripple strip for the rear, uh, well, rear right to catch and maybe drag yeah. him in and up and over through the but tire uh,
4: after talking with Ryle, he uh, did make mention that through the previous Turn 8, which is the dreaded kink that a lot of the V8 boys are, are now dreading, obviously, from that last weekend, he had a bit of a suspension problem and the car didn't actually handle quite good He's gone through there with a a bit of a major problem almost brushing the wall at turn eight which then put him in the on his roof at turn nine so i don't know anyway you've taken out the award lana what do you reckon
5: yeah i mean uh, hey introduction to v8 ute racing and you have the first time that the ute flips over and sits on its roof and everyone's held their breath until Paul Ryle actually got out of his ute and started walking, which is Mm -hmm. a relief for anybody that cares about any of these drivers out there on the track. But hey, he's got ice on his shoulder, so he's, he's not in 100% capability but the car is not looking too good so we're all a little sad about that moment
1: but it was a bit of a crowd please staying there in the pits for the rest of the uh the rest of the punters to come around and have a look at on the yeah. sunday oh and, and viewers, uh,
5: viewers viewers if anyone has a photo of it please send it t- to us as soon as possible because we have got media going wild for this event guys so
1: yeah, strange, another radio hop back to the rescue job, but uh, we'll be able to manage that, yes, for sure.
0: Um, James, what was your take on it, mate? Uh, I was actually at the head of the next group coming through, just behind those guys. Uh, that was a reverse grid race, so. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it was.
4: yep. Race two. Um,
0: yeah, and I, saw, I didn't really see too much of it. I saw that uh, the group in front of me, a lot of the people jumped on the anchors pretty. Pretty severely, and and so I thought that it was going to be some kind of incident around the corner, and, but that was yeah, that was not exactly what I was expecting. i, I you know, this was the first time that uh, that one of the youths has gone over, and it wasn't one of the things which I was expecting to see in the first time that I got into a youth and drove. So yeah, no, nah, it's just lucky that he came out all right. And, and hopefully you can, later in the series, get back into a car. A true baptism of fire
1: for you in the youth series, uh, seeing that going. what is going to be going on next? After
0: speaking
4: to uh, Ryle's dad, Ken, it's actually interesting to know that uh, as the car was in its motions of rolling over, Ryle too was also on the radio back to Pitt's saying, Dad, I've got a suspension failure, as he's rolling over onto his roof. <laughs> so,
0: Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, Houston, we have a
4: problem, and he's in the motions of rolling over, and he's skidding down the road on the roof, strapped in upside down, talking to uh, Ken on the radios. Just like that old problem where you had electrical <laughs> issue, where after the
1: conrod had gone out, through the side of the block, yeah, and the the off <laughs> the right. alternator So, there you go. Well, um viewers there you go just a little annex of uh, episode 24 and uh, well see you later everyone see you all. Ciao, ciao for
4: now you